welcome to Inside White Sarah. My name is Frank Johnson. I'm Pat Thompson. And yeah, I am really, really excited today. I'm just happy to be alive and well and uh, just, just I feel rejuvenated and ready to take the world down the best I can. Wow, Frank. <laughs> you know? That is an awesome... <laughs> That's awesome to hear. Yeah, and I'm, you look you look pretty excited. You look pretty happy. I am. I'm. You know, it's Saturday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, how about you? But how you doing? I'm good. I'm doing great. I know that a, a big day happened last weekend or last weekend. Or no, last was it two weekends ago? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. A couple I think. weeks ago, my birthday. Yes, yes. How was it? What it was great. I um. I spent the week in Eastern Washington because I have nephews over there. Mm-hmm. So one nephew, he and his family live in Spokane. Okay. And then my other nephew, he and his family live in Pullman, Washington. Which is your your Go Cougs. <laughs> Go Cougs. <laughs> <laughs> but um, his name is Tony, mm-hmm. and his wife's name is Carly, and they had a baby in January. Nice. And so we're all vaccinated, and they're all vaccinated. So we felt good about going to meet my great nephew Brooks Siaki he's pretty cute yeah yeah he's he's really cute he's all smiles and yeah and other body sounds (laughs) other other weird baby noises that that small children make yeah so (laughs) so yeah so we were in eastern washington i turned 57 Mm mm-hmm which I can't believe I'm just saying that right, right out there, <laughs> putting that out in the this podcast, lot, right? But you know, it was funny because I had coffee. Um, I met this gentleman from the county, actually. Um, I think it was like around my birthday, mm-hmm. and the subject came up of our age because turned out we we're the same age. And I go, we're the same age. And he goes, we are. And I said, yeah, actually, I'm a couple years older than you because he's 55 or something. Mm-hmm. And he said. He said, "Oh my gosh!" He goes, "You don't look, you don't look in your fifties." And I said, "That's very nice." I go, "But if you sit here long enough and you watch me get up and walk away and go get my coffee, you'll see that my knees are clearly in their sixties. Clearly." Remember the party? The your fiftieth? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. That, uh, Can you believe that was seven years ago? That was seven years. Yeah. I, I can't believe it. That thing was that was smash. That was a smash party. Yeah, it was. Did you, did you uh, on your way to Pullman? That's a long drive. That's like five hours. That's a five hour drive. Yeah. What's what music you listen to? Oh, the playlist. Uh, so we, I have Hamilton. So we were listening to a little bit of Hamilton. I remember a little bit of Tupac. Too. Yeah, I was just gonna say I remember uh, when like whenever we used to ride to go get pizza or go to Youth Cube. Hey Frank, want to ride home? Like you listen to the same music I listen to. Like we have a little Isley Brothers going on and everything. You know we're grooving and jamming, and then all of a sudden, come with me, Elmer, <laughs> with me. I'll be like, oh snaps! Yeah. I, was, I didn't know yeah. Pat Thompson was rolling like this. Yep. <laughs> That's my jam. That's awesome. That's how you know me from the Dub Sea. Anyways, uh, we got a very special show for you, everybody, to, uh, today. Uh, we have a great friend, uh, in my eyes, a mentor that's been in my life, somebody that's also been in my life um, for a long time. She is a community member and outstanding one at that. We have Miss Darlene Sellers here with us today. How you doing? Hi. Hey, oh Darlene. My gosh. <laughs> Hi, Pat. Hi, Frank. <laughs> 
uh, I'm pretty darn good getting to sit in a room with the two of you <laughs> and a lot of the other amazing, all the other amazing people in the room with us right On the now. podcast team. The, the podcast team. Can we just get a, we got Christian, Lisa, and Kim down here. Woo! You guys, are, they, they are the backbone of, of the squad and yeah. just, it's good to have them around. So Yeah, and I would even extend that to the backbone of White Center, right? Yes, like, indeed. That's one reason I'm so excited to be here today. These are all the voices that... I want to hear and I try to listen to, to to figure out where we're at and where we need to go. Awesome. So thank you. Pleasure that's, is all ours. That's very gracious, Darlene. <laughs> we love we love, we love Darlene. Yeah, Darlene so is much. killing it down yeah. there at the log cabin, just so folks know. Mm-hmm. She, um, we were talking about this a little bit earlier is that uh, your official title is project manager of the King County Parks at the log cabin at Steve Cox Park. Yep. But we know the people in this room and a lot of our listeners already know that you do so much more. So would love to hear, what is it that you do? What is a day in the life of Darlene Sillers down there at the log cabin? Yeah, for sure. And I also want to, you know, shout out. Um, the squad. Yeah. The log cabin <laughs> yeah. right. is uh, 40 people strong yep. right now. And then you throw in, you know, 1,400 teenagers that mm-hmm. are all doing their part to keep it going too. Yes. As well as um, massive... Uh, support from former staff, from community members. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is a whole team. Yeah. Uh, we are very lucky. 90% of our staff were teens in the program before yeah. they started working for us. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, the heart of White Center right there, right in I the know. middle. Um, I will also take this opportunity. I don't know if we were going to chat about this. Uh, the building goes by many names, right? <laughs> <laughs> so... We- <laughs> Were you thinking about that before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. No, I will, I will say I switch she's it up about a bit to, yeah, she's, depending on who I talk to. She's about to recognize right here. Bring it, darling. Yeah. So the official title, according to King County, is of the, of the program is King County Parks White Center Teen Program housed at the historic White Center Fieldhouse in Steve Cox Memorial Park. That's the official... That's the, I that's can't believe the you just said the whole, you know it. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's the whole quite a mouthful. Thing. Right? So whenever I introduce that to one of the teens, they're like, this is the log cabin. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> this is like, we all know what it is. <laughs> this is the log cabin. <laughs> you like, got it. You got it. It's funny because like, even if, even if somebody did know the name of like, of the place, like if you drive by it, you're going to be like, that's a log cabin. Like for sure, like for sure, you're not gonna know that this uh, white center teen program until you walk through the doors. Right, right. But you know, it's uh, it's uh, the place itself, as historic as it is, it's probably one of, in my opinion, one of the one of the most memorable. Well, we never called it the room. log cabin. Yeah, but she was just, the I, know, I just let you guys have it. I let you. <laughs> I let you guys have this ground. I don't ever. I do not ever uh, argue this ground because I'm in the room with all the young people, but. You know, let's get real. We never called it the log cabin when I was a kid. It was always called the field house. And the building was built in 38. It is a nationally recognized uh, historical landmark. Wow. And the paperwork listed as the White Center Field House. I'm kind of glad you brought this up because I have a question about um, that that site. So is the park... um, I heard some story like back in the day that the park was deeded to the county... And that 
it cannot ever be anything other than a park. Like that piece of property cannot be sold. It can't be anything else but what it is. Is that correct? There's a few caveats. Yeah. But that's the short version. Mm. Yeah. That particular land is one of the original six parks in the King County Park System, mm. right? Um, dating back to the 30s. And it belongs to the taxpayers. It belongs to the citizens. It belongs to the people of King County. Yeah. Mm. So it is never supposed to be anything other than benefit to the people of King County. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, I love that. Yeah. That is so dope. I'm glad, I'm glad that it's protected that way. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so then some, just another um, uh, rabbit trail. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Was that? Uh, is somebody was asking me about Astroland. Sure. Because I, I remarked about Astroland and it was a young person. What is Astroland? And then I kind of went into the whole, um, well, because back in, I think it was late 50s. Yep. Somebody was, uh, was very passionate about the space program, right? Mm-hmm. And dedicated that uh, park there, right next to the baseball field, as Astroland, and all the big toys in there were, were some kind of space toy. Yep, and it was awesome, you guys. The, those were cool toys. The, uh, the, the big, the big playground toys is what I'm talking about. Absolutely, right? and I would say at least half of the people that come to the park are hoping to see yeah Astroland, and they're always very fond of the playground. And almost always, part of their story is, and then I broke my arm. Yes, so. it's so true. Because there was a slide. So there was a slide that you would, it was off of a rocket. So yeah. you had to climb up to get to this slide. And then, um, you, like, you had to climb this toy to get to the bridge. You cross the bridge, you get into the rocket, and then you had to climb up the rocket. And then you'd slide down the slide, and the slide took this hairpin curve. I mean, it, that's what it felt like when you were a kid. And I watched, I can't tell you how many times I watched somebody just fly right over that curve and break their arm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there oh, were solid I don't think, reasons. I, I never saw any Samoan bodies go over the side. Just just going to say that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> They're too sort of grounded onto the slide <laughs> it didn't fly it <laughs> yeah there there were reasons <laughs> yeah. that Thanks, the county decided to remove the gravity slide. has yeah. been kind to us <laughs> and it was a local dentist that helped raise the initial right. funds to install the playground do you remember their dr. name dr veiling and he's his He's business still is here, right? Now run by his son, right. and it's right next to the Salvadorian right, bakery. Right, right, Dr. Velling. Oh. Yeah, and we kind of hear on the DL that it was actually that business that helped fund the beautiful White Center mural. Right, that's, that's right. On the Salvadorian yes. bakery right now, nice. so family is still, you know, giving back to the community, which is really cool because I don't, uh, I could be, not correct in here, but I don't think, like I don't recall that I went to school with any of the Vellings. Um, I think they. They live in the general area, or they were raised in the general area, but they've always been generous. They're, that's a name that, um, you know, you if you've been around for as long as I have, <laughs> that's a name that would come up as people who are generous and um, generous to the community and also uh, kind of keepers of, of White Center. Right. Like, yeah. Keepers. I, yeah. Love, I love that. <laughs> yeah. And so I loved that. that First of all, that mural on the side of Salvadoran Berkey is beautiful. And it's delicious, and guys. If you guys have never been there, 
Sorry. Okay. No, no, no. It's, you're right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, oh my goodness. If you guys never been there, Salvadoria Bakery has been throwing it down for quite some yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. They've been there for like 20 years. Yeah. Yep. So um, make sure you throw your business that way. A little snippet there. <laughs> that was a really cool trip down uh, History Lane. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's actually a pretty big rock right next to the current playground right. that's got the plaque with mm-hmm. all the history, yeah. including the dedication right. and the name of the astronaut that came out and dedicated the, you know, the playground. That's right. Do you remember astronaut what year that was? That they I did... believe it was in the 60s. Yeah. I, I don't want to say the wrong year, but I can look it up and send it to you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was 61 or 62. <laughs> Perfect. Darlene is really uh, so helpful. She's somebody that if I have a question, I'll send her a Facebook message. (laughs) I was just going to say. So when the library was being, um, when they were going to change it, when they rebuilt the library, they built the new library right across the street from, yeah, up the street from Taco Bell. When they built that one, the one that was on Ambom, I called Darlene and I said, hey, there's a painting in the library in the on Ambom and I just want to make sure it has a safe transition to the paint to the current library, right? Because yeah. I have trust issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that I have trust issues and I did not trust that the everything would make their way to the new location. And there yeah. was a painting in the old location that I wanted to make sure got to the new location because the artist was a um, a good, well, she was a great neighbor and a great community person. She was the administrator in the office when I was at Mount View Elementary School. Okay. Her name is Margaret Callio, and she's the artist of this painting. And um, and so I told Darlene, okay, true confessions, <laughs> right? Can I say it? Yeah, I said do it. I told Darlene that if she didn't put me in touch with the people who could guarantee that that painting would make it that I would send a kid into the old location and steal it. <laughs> I, Frank, don't laugh, Crank, because it was going to be you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to commission some young person to go into the library and jack that painting because that's Margaret Callio. Margaret Callio was a G. I loved her. And she, she was probably... Swear to goodness, she was probably four feet five. She's just this little Scandinavian woman who um, lived in the neighborhood, worked at Mount View, and then went to church at Mount View uh, Press as well. And just the sweetest woman, really, really um, uh, dedicated to the children and youth of White Center. She was on the first library guild. And so I have deep respect for her. And I was like, no, if that painting is in danger, I'm going to have Frank go in there and steal it. I told Darlene that. So in the interest of not wanting you to become a felon, uh, oh, that's okay. keeping both of you and myself <laughs> out of jail, <laughs> keep, keep it Darlene wraps. made sure that it made it to the new library. So if you'd like to see it, the painting by Margaret Callio is in the new library. <laughs> And I didn't steal it. <laughs> it's beautifully no, play- framed. Yes, Excuse yes. me. They put it in a place of honor. Awesome. And yeah, I was just rereading that message the other day. <laughs> it was like, we could use your help to prevent us from a life of crime. <laughs> it was going to be you, Frank, so don't laugh too hard. Hey, you know, you know, when it comes to White Center, I'm ready, I'll, I'll roll down. I knew that about you, know. you so. <laughs> At any time. 
That's uh, why wow, you've never told me that. It was either you or one of the tattoo boys that <laughs> sent him in. <laughs> we all just show up at the same time. <laughs> Who did Pat call you? <laughs> and and I gotta say, I was so relieved because I was like, I actually have a bestie from high school who's pretty high up in King County Library System. Right. I'm like, I might actually be able to pull this off. <laughs> she did. We could get the keys. I am not gonna be able to live with the alternative. Right? Yeah. She did. <laughs> That's great. Well, and we also, I mean, we're very fond of the library system in general. Mm-hmm. One of the first iterations of the White Center Library was in the basement of the field house. It was under the steps of the field house. Really? Yeah. And then it moved over into what's now our little office right. next right. to the playground. Oh. So for about 30 years, the White Center Library was in the park. Right, right. And to this day, we still have people that show up with their books in hand to return <laughs> them. It hasn't been a library for over 30 years. So we're always like, those might be a little bit overdue, like, right? Might yeah. as well just keep them at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, always, we always, we go ahead and take them. We're yeah. like, we'll, we'll get these to the right folks for you. I used to go to that library. My sister Margo, um, during the summer, Miss Margo's always been this way. She, We had a library day and we would walk, we would walk down to the library at Astroland. Yeah. And, um, check out books and then go home read them and then come back the next week and i remember one time i lost my book and my sister was hacked off she's like like she was super embarrassed so she said we're gonna go there and you're gonna talk to her and she's like sent me in she wouldn't go with me she was like this is on you this is totally on you you need to figure it out i can literally hear miss margo say that right now she's like she did she did not call me an hip either (laughs) What a highly intelligent person. That's yeah. not what she calls <laughs> Anyway. Well, oh, and man. shout out to Pat and the Yes Foundation, because to this day, you still help us keep the kids stocked in books. Oh. Uh, we thank you so much for your recent donation of Jonathan almost flipped. Really? Like, yeah. We get donations of stuff all the time, yeah. and then we yeah. try to figure out yeah. how to get it out. Um, we're currently doing doorstep deliveries. Kids can also come right. and just grab stuff, you know. And uh, he opened up the box and he just about lost it. He's like, oh, these are the best books. Oh. So yeah, they were them, cool books, weren't they? Yeah, most of them have already gone out. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Uh, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Fantastic. Let's, let's get to some really, the, no, the, the intense stuff, right? Okay. All right. 2020. Oh, yeah. yeah how the, was that? The spark of a new age where... We cannot connect directly with the children in our community. How did you guys handle that? Yeah. So it was a hard year for everyone, right? And I think what we had on our side was that all of these staff that we've talked about have built these relationships over the years. So we just had to lean into those existing relationships Mm -hmm. to have some real talk Mm -hmm. with the kids on like, no, 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 not... Don't worry about right or wrong. What does your family need right now? Right. Mm-hmm. How can we help you? Yeah. And then it's sort of uh, interesting to me in looking back on it. There were so many challenges facing our kids and our families. And yet I think because so often our families and our kids are not working with a lot, that they're, they're pretty good at pivoting and uh, adjusting already. Mm-hmm. Right? Like... They, they can mix it up and move in the other direction mm-hmm. without even blinking an eye or looking back. For sure. So 
the staff were very well versed in all of that. Like, how do we pivot and still provide this to the teens, even though we can't do what we normally do? Mm-hmm. So it was trying to find the balance of what could we do safely? What could we do that the teens actually wanted help with? And how could we do it in new ways? So the day downtown decided we were closing and all of our coworkers, you know, were working from home. They weren't coming in. Um, We were still meeting like, okay, this is a new barrier, but these were the 10 programs we were supposed to do next week. How do we still connect with the kids and make that happen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Vanna was like, well, I will drop stuff off on doorsteps, mm-hmm. you know? So a lot of frantic Googling, <laughs> and checking with public health, like, is it safe? How many masks should we be wearing? Right, How many right. pairs of gloves? Can we box this up? Can the kids take it if it's prepackaged? Like scrambling to try to figure out how can we do this safely and effectively? And meanwhile, you know, Jonathan is texting the kids that have access and that's, That's the other thing that we were trying to educate downtown on. 40 to 45% of our families, I believe the school district estimates, didn't have internet access at that time. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so much of the world was very quickly moving online and finding ways to adjust there. And it was like, that's great. And we'll make that available. But we can't stop there Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that's only half our kids. So how are we still going to connect with the other half of our kids? And, you know, like so much respect for the school teachers right. who I don't even know how they got through that year. Mm-hmm. Right. And yet every single teenager we had was like, my teacher gives me hope. My teacher is still trying. My teacher still comes in positive every mm-hmm. single day. Right. Um, and so we were trying to look to the people that were figuring it out and we weren't always reinventing the wheel. Yeah. It was like that worked that. Okay, let's do this. Okay. That didn't work. We're not going to try that again. Mm-hmm. Um, But the biggest thing was just asking the kids directly. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've always seen them as the experts. Like, you tell us what you need, and we're going to try to to get that to you. It was also trying to reach out to community partners and figure out what we could do and who had what resources and how do we fill in the gaps. There's one small example uh, King County started working like triple time. Like we're going to get these masks out to everyone. Mm-hmm. Great. So we were originally in the queue to get 20,000 masks to try to help distribute to the community. And then word came back and they're like, actually, no, we're not giving you guys any. We're, we're taking them out to other organizations that can get them out to families more directly. Mm-hmm. And we're like, cool, cool. Um, just so you know, we, we can get them to families. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. But we're not, we're not giving them to government. Government has enough. Um, we're going to take them out to the nonprofits. And then we're like, okay, do you need a list of the nonprofits? Mm-hmm. Right. In our we area? have those right. too. <laughs> and they're like, no, I don't no, mean to tell it. you your job. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, no, 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 we got it. We don't need your help. Hmm. Six different nonprofits back, brought their masks back to us and said, we can't get to the families, but we know you can. Can you? Can you get them out? That's crazy. Yeah. So, but it and was okay. enlightening. Thanks for saying that. Thanks for telling us. Yeah. I mean, it was okay because yeah. like it was an example of where the county was trying to change how they had done things in the past. Right. Right. They were trying to be more equitable. Yeah. But they were missing a couple key bits of information. Right. Mm-hmm. right? Luckily, we already had those relationships in place that right. those groups were okay coming back to us and saying, right, we can't do this. Can you do this? Right. So, yeah, we think 
like we kind of lost track at some point and we were getting masks from everywhere we mm. had community members that were making masks and bringing right. them to us um, the fire department was giving us masks the sheriff's office was giving us masks like all these nonprofits were bringing in their masks and we were distributing them we think we're at about 160,000 masks that we've passed out mm. in the in the last year um, so we tried to listen to the teens and we tried to work with our partners. I guess that's, that's how we tried to mix it up. Gotcha. Well, I think one, another example too, that, and also something I'm very grateful for was the Christmas in August that we got to do with the, um, King County parks that the yeah. foundation oh, did. That was great. The drafting one, right? Yeah. And it was, I, I just, I loved the opportunity to partner with you guys like that. Cause we basically it was uh, the Yes Foundation and Run to Win. We showed up. We had the we had lunches. We had uh, we had balls. We had balls. Yep. Let's <laughs> pause for the laugh, yeah, right? I'm so <laughs> we had balls and we had lunches, and then um, you guys set us up because you guys were so good at how distributions work in your parking lot, and so it was very uh it was run very smoothly and your team was amazing and it just it kind of it was one of those days during um pandemic that you don't want to be doing this the way that we're doing this but you're so grateful that it can be done you know yeah. and that um that we were able to call on the community and sort of share these this day with each other right and so all these kids came in and oh, a couple you know like i saw a lot of families come <clears throat> get the ball and lunch and then go to the part of the park that they could play in and just sort of have a day. Right. And then it was a sunny day. That it was day, a so. beautiful day. So that all day. that to say, it was really cool to partner with community like that and with the log cabin. I, rem so. I remember like that, the, the board meeting we had the week uh, or like that month. Uh, uh, Cause uh, I don't need, I think that the plan was that the whole time that we were going to do this with, because uh, once Run the Wind was just like, well, we're not going to do this. Right, right. And uh, it was just like, well, well, well we're just going gonna to go ahead and do it with Darlene and then, then at the log cabin. I was just like, I don't need to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's you'll... going to be fine. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's I don't know, Darlene. I, it makes me wonder about other communities if they have a King County Parks set up like the one that happens at Steve Cox Park. Because you guys are a well-oiled machine down there, mm -hmm. right? And then the other thing is you and Jody and Jonathan and Vanit. I mean, I, I don't know how many years of service that is. Combined? Yeah. Have you ever stopped to do the math? Like 76 years, right? Yeah, now. I mean, and so all here in this community is such an asset for us. And I think, I mean, I, I just don't know if this happens in other places i i doubt it because it's pretty special mm -hmm. right i would say we are very fortunate one to be in the community that we're in mm. that's <laughs> going back to the kids and the family that's mm -hmm. the secret ingredient right there yeah we are very lucky to have that park and to have the field house um going to all the drive-through distributions because we did over 50 grab and goes partnering with different groups last yeah. year because we had a, a fairly safe setup Right. right. Like we could control the flow of traffic in the right. parking lot. Yep. So we could make it safe for both walkers and drivers. And that was just paramount last year. Uh, we also had the resources to bring in all the, the protections and the safety standards that we needed to do in order to pull it off. 
and then again just going to all of our staff or you know from the neighborhood right yeah so when I started with the county I was 16 and my first two jobs I did picnic shelter rentals in Maple Valley Mm. and I worked at the after school playground program at Dimmit Middle School in Skyway and from there, I went away to school, and I would come back in the summers and work. And uh, I ended up staying on in the youth and teen programs office. So back then, we had five different teen programs. So similar to the log cabin, but we had one in Skyway. We had one uh, out in North Bend. We had one out in Ravensdale. Mm-hmm. And then we had over 30 playground and day camp programs countywide. So these were free after-school programs. Like we had one at Mount View Elementary. Mm-hmm. Uh, We ran another program at Salmon Creek back when it was an elementary. And unfortunately, we were originally on current expense budget, and all of those other programs got cut back in 2002. Mm -hmm. The county didn't just want to walk away from recreational programming. So what they tried to do was transition facilities and programs over to other providers. Mm. If it was a city parks department, great, right? That increased the chance that the program would thrive going forward. Uh, we gave away a lot of facilities to the Boys and Girls Club. So the community center at West Hill is now leased by the Boys and Girls Club for a mm. dollar a year. They have a 30-year lease. Where's that? Wait, where's that one? It's right at Dimmit Middle School. It's okay. built into the school. So they okay. share the gym. But there's a separate beautiful community center that has a kitchen. Nice. They had they had burnt toast. They called uh, it something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they have the games room. They have the computer lab. All of that. They also took on because back in the day we had a specialized recreation program that was actually kind of nationally known and renowned <laughs> and set the standard. Uh, they took over that facility at Gold Creek as well for some other resident camps and things like that. Mm-hmm. So what we did, because we were coming off of current expense, mm-hmm. there was no more money for us. Uh, two things happened. Parks at Marymore, which mm-hmm. have, have you all been to Marymore Park? Yes. So the comparison we like to give people, um, and have you heard of the Aquatic Center down in Federal Way? Oh, yeah. Yes. I love yeah. that joint. Yeah, yeah. So the, like they have a pirate ship in the family pool, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the Aquatic Center is like Disneyland. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Marymore's like Disney World. Right. And we're like that little carnival on the side of the street. <laughs> the, Seattle, the Seattle Center. And he's like, I don't know if they have all their permits, but it looks like a really good time. <laughs> so for years and years, that's that's kind of how we were, just because yeah. we didn't have any dedicated funding. Right. But thankfully, the recreation team at the Aquatic Center and at Marymore pulled from their budgets to support us. Really? During the, yeah. I during that, that. I know. That's during awesome. that super lean time. And, and that's also when we became almost entirely grant-based. Huh. So at our heart, we wish all of our programming could start with what the kids want, right? right. Like, mm-hmm. go from there. They're the customers. They're the experts. What mm-hmm. are we hearing from the teens, their families, the teachers that work with them that the kids need the most? We're going to make that happen. Yeah. During that particular time, it switched up a bit to what could we get money to fund? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, we had some programs that were like, we, uh, this is going to take so much Gatorade and pizza to convince <laughs> the teens. <laughs> But that's that's what we're going to do because yeah. that's what we have the money to do. Now, in the end, because of the strength of the staff, 
a lot of the programs that we were most worried about ended up being very popular, very successful. And mm -hmm. some of those programs are still running today. Right, and right. we might not have discovered them if it hadn't been for our lean times. Fast forward several years, uh, the county was very lucky to pass a levy. So now we are much better funded and our future is, you know, much more secure. Yeah. But there was about 10 years there where it was kind of year by year on if we were still going to be <laughs> like, around the next year. So interesting. I know that a lot of the different neighborhoods and cities have similar programs. Mm -hmm. uh, but to get back to your, your question, Pat, the county programs all went away back in 2002. Hmm. That makes sense. I yeah. mean, because I didn't know any of that. Yeah. But as I recall... Um, it felt like there were a lot of pieces moving and to find out that the log cabin was last man standing I never understood that because yeah because yeah, I remember those days when parks were getting slashed you yeah know, in the yeah. county and I was worried and then for, and then I, I just didn't know how White Center could how we still made it through so yeah well I think it also goes to tenacity right because yeah. after we started to make it through uh, downtown was like they're making it happen. We're just gonna let them go for as long, <laughs> right. as long as right. they're still right. a good fit. Right. And uh, we do get quite a bit of support now. Yeah. When, when they're six. Well, you guys do good work. I mean, I. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that um, people lend their support because they see that the that your that the work is bearing a lot of good fruit and you know that thing that you said about um 90 of your leaders mm -hmm. are people who grew up in the program yeah. right and so that's a yeah you can't argue with that you can't argue with that kind of success and history of developing leader mm -hmm. right that's generational love right there. yeah yeah and you know i i know darlene you don't you, you don't uh you're hesitant to take credit for all of that on your on your own, but a lot of that is you. You and Jody mm -hmm. have been killing it, right? And and um, yeah, it's just the work is to be admired. And then, to, so did Vanna come on after you'd been there for a while? So Vanna started as one of our teens, yeah, and he was one of Jody's very first junior staff. Wow. See? Yeah. 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 And then to have like he's he's also killing it so right yeah yeah and he started his junior staff got hired on as a teen leader went away to college did some work in private sector because his degrees are in like chemistry and biology really? and, mm -hmm. yeah 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 <laughs> he helped me out with my he helped me out with my homework on science all really? the time back when i, was I didn't know that yeah okay you find out st new stuff every day oh yeah he Ran his own restaurant for a while. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then he came back. Came back to the cabin. And we were thrilled to get back. <laughs> Thank goodness. Man. I, I It's funny because I, um, I can think of so many. There's so many memories that... Um, um that uh that i could that i could talk about <laughs> that that have all happened at the log cabin um but one uh one something that i feel that has gone across uh not gone across excuse me but that has um turned into something even more spectacular and how you guys were able to pull it off this year was even <laughs> was just great is the talent show i want to talk about yeah, the talent show yeah um, um, just because that 
uh, I remember the first talent show was for a user senior project at at senior project. Right. And I remember that was like the first time I'd ever performed in front of every anybody. You know what I'm saying? And so were you in high school then? I was a freshman. Yeah. In high school. In high school at Evergreen, and so, and that was a senior, mm-hmm. right? Because he's Kayla's age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, and I remember I remember like. Just one day I was just like, okay, we're gonna do this talent show, and like I didn't even know how how it was gonna happen. I remember like talking to Ramsey, and this is like I don't know how we're gonna do this, where we're gonna get the stuff from, and whatnot. And so I remember trying out for the talent show, and Jody's just was like, okay, Jody's was like, all right, that was really good. Um, don't worry about the speakers and the mics. We'll have those. And uh, do you need an instrumental for this? I was just was like, <laughs> uh, 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 is this gonna cost me any money? <laughs> And, uh, and like, Should no, I bring we'll my take, agent? We'll, we'll take we'll take care we'll take care of this for, take care of everything. And I remember the day of the talent show, I was sick. Like I like it started coming down with this whole thing, and I remember just like and my parents were gonna be there. This is gonna be like the first time you guys have met my parents. You know, gonna talk about my parents all the time. Where's Frank? Is that da, 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 da. And um, I remember it just being such a big deal. Like that talent show was a huge deal in, in the community and it just went so well and then like you guys hit me up to be a uh hit me up and christian to be uh 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 what do they call a them? judge a judge thank you this year uh no for like the past four years okay or but three years three years five four five uh, you know what i'm saying like it's in just to see how embedded and um etched that you guys are in this into the community to get you know, one thing, like you said earlier, is this is like, you know, the children are very, you know, if something doesn't work out, they'll figure it out. You know, they're very adaptive, you know, which is, um, in, in my eyes, is definitely a white center strength when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to the resilience of children. <clears throat> and uh, like, oh, my God, we got so many times. Like, even for the one you guys, we did the virtual thing, the, the virtual thing. And I'm looking, <laughs> and I'm like... These acts are just as good, like how, oops, sorry, how you guys were able to coordinate these kids, the playing at a church and them submitting the video and then getting all the judges to fill out the forms and having uh, Justin be the, the, the host for the show. It was just an immaculate, it was immaculate. It was great. And uh, just to see how, how you guys have been able to, you and the staff have been able to 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 take this pandemic um uh and and still just do it like it's a regular day you know it's actually it's it's quite admirable I just... yeah that talent show was pretty pretty <laughs> impressive i um how did that how'd you guys feel about it so this whole year has been a big experiment right mm-hmm. and parts of it have worked so much better than we thought right. they were going to, and other parts we have failed m- miserably. <laughs> uh, so we'd already converted several of our other events. Like in August, we always do a big night out barbecue. We couldn't do a barbecue this You're last right. year. So we have teens that we hire in the summertime, mm-hmm. historically, and they're recreation aides. And they were like, what if we do a treasure hunt? And we're like, okay, go on, keep going, tell us more. And they're like, no, 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 we're talking like actual treasure chests. Mm -hmm. So they built 10 treasure chests 
decorated them and we hid them in all the parks in White Center and sent maps home through the grab-and-go lunches so the kids and their families could come out and find them. And we were able to keep everybody safe, and that one went off Mm -hmm. pretty well. Spooky Town. Usually the carnival is like our biggest event of the year. Yeah, the Halloween carnival. Yeah, we usually have 400 people in the gym, which was not an option this last year. But families were hitting us up. They're like, you, you got to come through with Spooky Town. Like, it has been a long year. We need this. <laughs> so we were scrambling to try to figure out uh, how we could do it safely. We wanted some stuff that would be entirely online, some stuff that would be entirely like grab and go so the families didn't have to stay. They could pick it up, do it at home. And, you know, it took all 40 of the staff and about 30 of our teens brainstorming to try to figure out how we could put all those pieces in. Um, they came up with things like, 30 of them got together to tell the story of Spooky Town. So they wrote a story. Spoiler alert, it's kind of inspired by Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't everything. (laughs) But we went with it. And also, like, Pat, I don't know if you've read the story of Spooky Town. There's tributes dropped to a lot of our leaders from White Center. Mm. (laughs) So, like, there's a wolf pup named Astro. (laughs) <laughs> and there's a raccoon named Mel after Mel nice. Olson. Um, there's two wolverines named Steve and Steve, right? <laughs> and the kids put this story together. They also came up with three tree trolls loosely based <laughs> off of the staff, which was okay. One of the staff was a little offended at his picture as a tree <laughs> troll, but we worked through it. <laughs> and they turned these story into a coloring book for the kids at White wow. Center, right? But the other thing they did was they, um, Coach Saul. Oh, mm-hmm. Steve Beats and Steve Cox. Yeah. This whole time I was thinking, who are the two Steve's? Steve's? I knew one was Steve Cox, and then I realized it was Steve Beats. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. So the staff might have helped with those, too. I like that. Yeah. So uh, Coach Saul, who is one of our kids, who's now our soccer coach, is also a graphic designer. Mm. So he helped take the kids' illustrations of all these characters and turned them into shadows that we put up on the windows Mm -hmm. of the cabin. So if the coloring book was your jam, awesome. If you wanted to read the story online, great. If you wanted to come out and walk around the building and read the story with your family and do the scavenger hunt, fantastic. So we had all these different pieces. We were trying to, you know, appeal to different interests of the community. But all of that said, we were trying to do a huge event in October outdoors. And... We almost had to cancel it 20 minutes before it was supposed to start. Really? Because the wind was like... Oh, yeah. It was a pretty windy one last year. Out of control. Mm-hmm. We had like 30 canopies outside. They were all weighted down, and we could not keep them from flying away. Mm-hmm. Like, it came that close <laughs> to like calling the event. Mm-hmm. So, to get back to uh, Cabin's Got Talent, we had reached out to, you know, Justin and Rashid and... Amanda, Miss Peanut, Mm -hmm. a lot of our staff and former staff that were still in contact with the kids to find out, is this something they're looking for? Mm. Do they want to participate in this this year? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had heard, yeah, (laughs) they are anxious to share their talent right now. Mm. But that said, we didn't know how many kids were going to submit. So we were a little bit nervous about not having enough content. We started early we really reached out to the school teachers to help support and keep in touch with the teens 
And it was fascinating because there were certain teens that like, they were like, yeah, this is going to be way easier. I want to make a video and submit it. Right. I have my TikTok, no problem. I'm done. <laughs> and there were other teens that were like, mm -mm, mm -hmm. I can't put myself on video. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you go and you watch them, they're all posted up on our YouTube channel now. Some of the teens, like they are. They're right there. They are right there. <laughs> And there are other teens that their talent is featured, but their comfort level was, you know, they didn't want their face on camera. Off camera. They didn't, yep, they're off camera. So in the end, we had uh, 15 teens over 11 acts that submitted. And then we had 45 teens submit um, visual art. So photography and uh, paintings and drawings and things like that. We tried to make sure that if a kid didn't have the technology to record and send it in, we'd still we'd still be able to help them out. Mm. So we did have a couple teens that came to the cabin, and Vanna, you know, filmed them mm -hmm. in the gym, fully masked, um, to make sure they could still participate. Day of, you all, a lot of people in this room showed up in so many ways. The feedback we got from our judges, like, we had one teen, um, Alberto, came in to see us after the talent show he walked in 10 minutes after it was wrapped and he came in he said i just i have to thank you guys please thank the judges for us this is the first time i have felt seen this whole year wow. like this was everything for me and wow. he said to have that many community community members mm -hmm. saying that many kind things like really gave me hope wow and that was both you know, the comments the judges shared with the kids, and it was all so positive. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were just lifting up those kids. Mm -hmm. And all the community members that turned up and also had positive things. And um, it was maybe the most hopeful couple of hours I'd had this whole last wow. year. That our community still found ways to come out and mm -hmm. support the kids where they needed support. Yeah. So it's good. That yeah. makes me that almost made me want to cry. Yeah. So <laughs> overall got talent. Like we learned a bit, mm -hmm. right? Like Zoom is awkward at times. Oh, like man. there's <laughs> Zoom is awkward. It really is. There's ways we like poor Jonathan. He's like, I gave myself a C minus. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Jonathan, please. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was phenomenal. So would we handle the tech differently? Yes. Yes. We're all learning. Mm -hmm. Uh but the the event itself um, it Just seemed like it worked for the kids. Yeah, no, it was, and it was a, it was a well-run event. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. One thing that's kind of fun, um, it was Adelina, one of our teens, she's at Evergreen. She was like, you know, the Spooky Town coloring book was cool, but those pictures were pretty small. Can we do a full-size coloring book? And why don't we feature art from around White Center? Yeah. So the other thing we've been trying to sort out this last year is how do we still find volunteer opportunities and ways for the teens to give back to their community mm -hmm. right so we kind of we kind of outsourced it you know we had over 30 teens and another 40 staff that were outreaching to try to identify artwork that they loved in white center mm -hmm. it's it's not comprehensive there's mm -hmm. so much beautiful art like we hope to be able to add to it over the years they would research the art we would reach out to the original artists to see if they were okay with us including them and then they recreated a lot of the art as, you know, coloring book mm -hmm. images. Mm -hmm. And they put together their, their white center coloring book. Oh, so right. we still have copies of that if anybody 
Anybody oh, wants I want one? one. Yeah. Yes. I want one. <laughs> yeah, they turned out. They're uh, they're quite something. They're pretty exciting. Oh, man. Just the things you guys do, man. Yeah. How you guys are able to wrap these kids, like the volunteer, because volunteering is like huge, you know, you know especially for um, uh, just young young people in high school trying to get to volunteer hours or people who are just embedded in the community and uh, so on and so forth. But to, <laughs> cause I can remember a time before I went to the log cabin where you would go to a community center and no, nobody's a volunteer. No, you, everybody's playing basketball, you know, or going to the swimming pool or, you know, going to the game room and whatnot. But to have the interaction that happens between the staff and the children and to, you know, get the children really thinking about their community is something that I don't think I've really ever seen another program do. Besides, you know, you know, Yes Foundation. Well, you know, no, you know and other nonprofits impressive. and stuff. But, like, you know, to actively be working with children and, you know, to, you know, put them in a place to, to want to work within their community and support it and their families you know it's a connection that is that is that depletes over time you know what i'm saying with how the uh with how generations go and so keeping that keeping that's a solid foundation that i just cannot turn away from i love it awesome well before we oh no no sorry i was just gonna say before we uh start closing up did you have another thing you want to share because i do have a in question for us. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> uh, Are you excited? I am. <laughs> yeah. So, so two thoughts, and um, as we discussed, the the building has multiple names, yeah. right? For me, in my heart, the the physical building is the White Center Field House, mm-hmm. and the log cabin is actually the people and the programs that all happen there. Yeah. But wherever the teens are at however they know it as that's yes you are in the right place (laughs) come on in and welcome and we're glad you're here and then you asked me years ago pat how i knew i wanted to stay in white center like i knew this is the place i wanted to work and i was actually reminded just today in this room um it was early on, it was one of my first times actually getting to participate in one of the programs in the basement, in the games room. And there was pizza, because it was often Yep. There's pizza. gotta be pizza. Pizza Capri yeah. <laughs> And everybody had been served, and somebody walked into the program, you know, 10 minutes late, and all the pizza had already been served. And it wasn't one or two of the kids, it was like half of the kids that started ripping their pizza in half. Like, it was just instinctual. Like, this is what we do. Everybody gets fed mm-hmm. to create another plate for the youth that had just shown right. up. And it was such an aha moment for me. Like, this is what White Center is about. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. It's about all of us. And even in this room today, you know, I'm going to shout out Christian. The first thing he asked was, has everybody had a scone? Mm-hmm. And he was getting ready to rip it in half. <laughs> <laughs> like that is the magic of white center like everybody is here for the whole community and i just i'm so impressed and i i cannot express enough my gratitude at you know the community sharing that with the world you're amazing (laughs) and you're part of that too so 
Okay, so this is our wrap up question. Okay, <laughs> I'm 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 excited. So Darlene is an actor. Oh, what? And uh, she's <laughs> yeah, an artist of her own. And I just kind of want to know what um what you've got going. What are you thinking about? You know, film acting wise. There are people in this room who've been uh, throwing around the idea of a White Center Film Festival. Nice. And so we want to like. I just want to know. Do you have anything going on right now? Are you thinking about any like projects yeah yeah so i had i had a few projects lined up before everything hit and you know those all just went on hiatus so we might be getting back to a couple of those uh i teased about this a little bit earlier and we didn't actually talk too much about our summer sack lunch program Mm. but for the last 30 years one of our favorite programs is when we get to hire some of the teens to help with the, the lunch program, uh-huh. to pass out lunches during mm-hmm. the summer. And that all switched up last year. We, right. we couldn't let the kids in to play games in the gym. And so once again, it was the 16-year-olds that were like, what if, and actually, Miss Peanut, Amanda was the leader in this as well. Shout out, best friend yep. right there. Yep, said, you know what? Um, we can still support the kids. Why don't we create a YouTube studio and create, you know, STEM videos and cooking videos and read stories on tape and create arts and crafts projects. And we'll package up all the supplies and, and we'll print up the directions. So if you don't have the internet, you can still, right. you right. can still do it. Right. But if you do have the internet, we'll take you through step by step how to do it. So for the last year, and I can take very little credit for any of it. Technically, I'm executive producer. <laughs> The log cabin, which basically means, which basically means I watch the videos and clap and cheer and like it and yeah, watch it a few more times. Share it. Yeah, exactly. Get the view count up. Uh, We've we've turned all our energy into creating these little YouTube videos. Wow. Right. Yeah. So they've basically turned the computer lab into their own television studio now. Let me tell you guys, if you guys have not been on. The Log Cabin YouTube channel, then there's a part of your life that you are missing because <laughs> these videos are so uh, they're they, they're the they, they're charming. They're so Is that charming. Fair? Yeah, yeah. We're not super high tech. <laughs> like the, the, part sci- of the, charm. the science one when oh you guys are in the, in the in the in the kitchen and like they're talking about this. They're t- they they teach they teach you about like well the ocean you know there it's a really big how big it is and he tells you about how how big he's the like, there's a part of there was like well we don't even know what's down there so we can't even get down there because it's too deep and it will crush you but it was just was like it's informative you're there there uh it's funny it's so it's so enjoyable like you, y'all just got to get on that i did not that's know, good word yes yeah, it's, it's just so enjoyable in that it keeps you in tune it, it's it, it it feels it feels my heart it's so good it's yeah. so good i love it <laughs> well, we're gonna check it out yes, yeah yes indeed now uh, i think uh a white center film festival would be a phenomenal next move uh, and I know a lot of local creators that yeah, would be very excited about that. Yeah, that's what we were that. talking about. We know that there's a lot of folks that are local and are doing a lot of great things, mm. film production-wise. So, okay. Yeah. You're in? Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but the Recades are getting excited. They want to move on to either a short film or a feature. 
I think it's going to be a horror film. <laughs> of course. <laughs> we kind of have a lock on an exciting location. <laughs> we even have our, our main talent attached. Nice. Justin Cox has offered to come back of and star. Course, yeah. So, yeah. We, we might even have an entry uh, for the festival should it come to pass. Nice. Pass. That would be pretty sick. That would be pretty well, sick. Well, we were talking about this uh, earlier and we were thinking one of the one of the films could be like Darlene's pick. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, and Frank, you already know. You already know who has the expertise at helping program a film festival. Yes, indeed. So Ramsey. Mr. Mr. Ratsy Ramsey has volunteered for the Seattle International Film Festival really? as Every a screener. Every year. Yeah. Every year. He's the man. Miss that guy. <laughs> well, this has been a great conversation with you, Darlene, as it always is. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um yeah. This is Inside White Center. This is Inside White Center. Thank you so much, Darlene. And shout out to the Log Cabin yep, staff. Yep, definitely. Jody, Vanna, Johnson, Amanda, and all the other various volunteers and people who 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 work over there and put their heart and souls and minds into serving the community and its children and its families. Uh, my heart goes out to you guys. And it's just, you guys are a family that I ah, just love you guys. You guys are great. Your whole heart. <laughs> My whole heart. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. You guys have a wonderful rest of your weekend, and we'll catch you next time on Inside Y Center. <laughs>